Last time I sat in that chair, I was like crippled for two days. <laughs> Sick. Was... Should change the name of the show to Pensioner's Bird Hour. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my back. Oh. Just when you thought they were dead and gone. After two cases of bronchitis, three ear infections, and a hurty finger, Foul Mouths Podcast returns from the... <laughs> returns from the grave! <laughs> Hello again, and many apologies for our long and inexcusable absence. Well, I say inexcusable, but in addition to the start of the school year for me, junior birder James started daycare at the end of August. And while we love his daycare and the people in it uh, and the kids in his class, uh, it has been responsible for a cascading series of illnesses that most recently culminated in croup and a double ear infection for poor tiny James, bronchitis for yours truly, and bronchitis and an ear infection for Heather. Uh, Simultaneously, and not to be outdone, Sean bought a house and tried to cut off his own finger. But not to worry, foul mouthers, your body and indelicate hosts have come through, uh, all fingers attached, if not stronger than ever, at least no worse for the wear. Um, so I've been finally well enough to get around to editing today's episode. Uh, so a shamefully long time ago, we interviewed Jeffrey Ward. Jeffrey is a birder, educator, and a naturalist born and raised in Bronx, New York. Uh, his love for wildlife started as a child uh, with field guides and nature shows. And he's now a freelance guide who works with New York City Audubon and the Feminist Bird Club. He's been featured in The New Yorker, New York Magazine, New York Times, uh, and National Geographic. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at, uh, at Jeffrey M. Ward. And uh, I do hope that you enjoy this episode. Should I try again? Yeah, might as well. Okay, try the third. Let's hope this one goes through a eh, polywogs. <laughs> oh, good God. <laughs> <Polywogs>. <laughs> Is it recording? Did you hear? Yes. Yes, I did. Awesome. Oh, Oh, hi. Hey, amazing. (laughs) We never know what's going on. We're very professional. (laughs) Welcome to the most professional bird podcast in North America. Oh, yes. Um, Jeffrey Ward, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Thank you for having me. How was the, uh, how was the, the March today? Oh, it was amazing. It was super crowded but it was amazing that's awesome did you make did you do the whole thing yes stayed all the way until after uh i don't want to butcher her name but greta thunberg sounds good to us (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah i'm not good with swedish (laughs) after her speech uh yeah it it was it was a it was a fun event did they let you into battery park i heard they were uh blocking off battery park Oh, were they? I was I was in there. Uh, we were sitting on the grass, and yeah, I was with uh, some uh, a good a good number of friends. Oh, good. But yeah, it was it was it was it was fun. That's good. I'm glad we. I work for a soul sucking corporation, so they didn't let me out. 
So I got uh, to watch no. on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. <laughs> so just just as fun. You're basically there. Yeah, but it's true. It's true. I saw everyone's uh, experience yeah. instead of my own. So. <laughs> Um, thanks for coming on the show. Feel free to swear as you like. We don't give a crap about much at this point. <laughs> so. we, we don't give a doo-doo. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever fun words we so can come just, up with for poop. Gosh, heck, you just, you just let us have gosh, it. Heck. Gosh, heck. <laughs> so we'll just, I think we'll get right in with you. We don't want to waste, waste your time since we're, our, apparently our technical difficulties are... <laughs> are testing oh, yeah, our nice. patience today. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So thanks for coming on, Foul Mouse. Jeff Ward. Thank you for having me, guys. We're fucking stoked to have you on, man. Uh, so we'll get right into it. I think. Um, so where did it all start? How did uh, how did birding bite you in the ass? Um, I I've always been into animals. Uh, growing up with uh. I was growing up, all four of my brothers, all four of my brothers and myself were uh, really into wildlife and, um, you know, animals and watching different types of PBS shows like the uh, Fool and stuff like that. Um, it, it went from that to like us going into libraries and and taking out different field guides. Uh, we would have birds and mammals, fish, like just all different types of field guides. Um, I don't necessarily know exactly where it switched from all animals to birds. Um, I had a kind of rough upbringing. Mm-hmm. So maybe the the fact that uh, birds can fly and as a child, every child wants to fly, mm-hmm. um, uh, can just like fly away from whatever situation they're going through, you know? Yeah. So uh, maybe there was some type of, uh, some type of that in the situation, but yeah, I, it, I ended up uh, latching onto birds and was, would flip through field guides, block the, block the name and try to ID the bird from the picture. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it all started there. Merlin in the, li- in, the li- in the libraries and on, and on PBS 13. That's awesome. You don't hear that very often anymore. <laughs> yeah. How old were you? I don't you? even think PBS 13 is a thing anymore. How old were you when it when you think it like you switched over to birds? Um well, that's a good question. Um I must have been like 10 maybe, 9. Oh wow. Jeez. Um Oh, that's young. Yeah, it was yeah. No, um, were you? Um, where are you in the order of four brothers? I'm the second youngest, so it's oh, okay. uh, Jack the <laughs> yes, Jack the third, Jason, Jonathan, Jeffrey, Jeremy. Oh my God! That's that's sensing a, lot of a theme, yeah. <laughs> a lot also, of days. I have a sister that... in there too, but I was just mentioning my. I have a sister in there too, but I was just mentioning my my brothers just oh, now. Yeah. Oh man, is she a J? No, her name is Nicole. She's the second oldest. Second, okay. <laughs> I feel like second youngest is almost the very worst place to be because you're yeah. still a middle child, but you're not, you know what I mean? He's you're like, not yes. youngest. Uh-huh. Immediately. Like, uh-huh. Care yeah. to expand. <laughs> <laughs> so my little brother being favored as the youngest, and then I have uh, four older siblings to to get bullied by. Right. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Four times the fun, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Man. Always fun. Always fun to be the one that gets shit on left and right. Mm. You best, know? So. I think I, I can empathize with that. I got. I, I only have one on either side, but I was just the asshole in the middle always. Yeah. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. So if it was so birds at nine or ten, was there a spark bird then, or when did that hit for you? Um, so later on in life, Jason had already uh, started birding in Georgia. Um, he told me about how whenever he mentions the people that he's from New York, they mention Central Park because this is magical bird place. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went out one day in 2013. without binoculars and was like, let me just, if it's so magical, I should be able to see things without binoculars. Right. (laughs) Right, right. Um, So I walked in and saw a group of birders with binoculars looking up at uh, this group of pine trees and went up to them, asked what they were looking at. Someone handed me their binoculars and it was a barred owl. Oh, Oh, wow. Yeah. Let me barred. It's not barn. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, every everybody I tell this to, it ends up being written out in, at barn, mm. and maybe I'm just not uh, <laughs> being um, uh, clear enough. We, but, we heard um, you yeah. loud and clear. Yeah, yeah, no. Okay, okay. But if it was a barn owl in uh, Central Park, I feel like there would have been a lot more hype about it. So <laughs> flares. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So yeah, there was a nice, a nice, yeah, a nice clear barn owl up in the tree, and. I was like, I have to start doing this yeah. after that. Just, yeah. I feel like owls bring that out in, in, in people. It's mm-hmm. like, it's so hard to ignore how fucking awesome an owl is, no matter who Definitely. you are. Yeah. Hmm. That's a that's a very, very good spark bird. Yeah. Too many people are like, yeah, man, there was just this sparrow at my <laughs> at my feeder. Yeah. It's never like something know, it's robin, you know, my robin in my backyard. Yeah, mm. exactly. That's yeah. A good, that is a good first bird. And in Central Park, no less, that's a good place to do it, so... Definitely. So was it like straight from Central Park to B&H to get yourself a, a pair of, yeah. of scopes or what? <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> so right after that, I was like, I have to start doing this. So um, December that year, I got my first pair of binoculars for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And 2014, from from 2014 on, it's been like this. Mm. Um, my first pair wasn't the pair I have now. But, um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's been a... Uh, I, I, I would say downhill, but it hasn't been downhill. Right. Um, <laughs> it's been, <laughs> it's, it's, the, the addiction, the addiction started then. It's, I think, I think it, it's it's almost like you're rolling downhill, but with a giant smile on your face yeah. all the way. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of like the, I was trying to think of a flying analogy, like going uphill, but it's yeah. not, that's worse. It's and then not, I was like, it's yeah. like flying into a tree. No, but that's no. yeah. Well, I mean, no. well, that's why I didn't say anything. <laughs> my my girlfriend would say it's been all downhill. So yeah, <laughs> it's, it's soaring that. into yeah. the clouds. <laughs> If only. <laughs> we're always looking up, so we're we have to be at the bottom of a hill, right? So you're always looking for that it thing. It feels that like you're Sean's... always at the bottom point of wherever you are. A warbler neck for the rest yeah, of your life. Yeah. <laughs> a warbler neck for the rest of your life. <laughs> looking for the bird that Sean saw that now is just a, a streak oh, through the trees. It's I probably oh. didn't really see it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what are, what are some of your favorite places around New York City to bird? I know, obviously, um, 
Central Park is well, the obvious answer, super but... number one. But do you have yeah. do you have favorite little spots? And the reason I ask oh, yeah. is because like the more we talk to people, the more they've got these just cool, weird little spots that might just be a mm-hmm. lot somewhere, you know. But yeah. Now the the basic answers could be like uh, Jamaica Bay, which has the most oh, birds God. reported in mm. New York City. God. Mm-hmm. Um, or Pelham Bay Park, right. which is the largest park in New York City. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, one of my favorites would be Cortona Park in the Bronx. Okay. It's this little, well, I wouldn't say pocket park. It's pretty big. Um, but it's super, un- or the Bronx is underburdened, but this park is really underburdened. If you check on eBird, it will have like uh, maybe five people that have birded it. <laughs> oh, wow. Me, me being one of them. Yeah. Right. So, um, so it always says yeah, this, like everything that you see is rare because mm-hmm. there's no one there. Ba- yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, That's funny. but I went there one, one day in spring and had, uh, 50 species, wow. 50 wow. species, um, everything from white crown sparrow, indigo bunting, uh, oh. in the 11, a 10, 11 warbler species, Good God. um, green herons nest there. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, this, this, this is this, in the Bronx, right? You said the Bronx. <laughs> Are you sure you want yeah. us to publicize this? Because it seems like you have your own. You got your own private show up there, man. My own the spot. That's a good fucking I, patch. I think, I think even being publicized, nobody's still gonna go to this park. <laughs> All right. Again, it's in the Bronx now. Wait, is there a yeah. train stop for it? Because if there's a train stop, then I'm going. I'm gonna just don't say, just don't say, just don't um, say what it it's is. It's a train stop and a little bit of a walk, but um, yeah. Uh, uh, Freeman, Freeman Avenue on the two and five line. All right. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Cause there's like nowhere to fucking park. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, there's like, it's a, it's like a four section park with like a street running through the middle both ways. So mm. it's like, uh, one part has a little pond, which is probably the best part in my opinion. Right. But there's three other parts that have like baseball fields and, uh, things like that. So, uh, different different species you know damn yeah that's that's like there's a park around here that they also have baseball fields and i'm always surprised i never see anything out there but i'm always surprised at the reports out in the baseball fields yeah i think like people just don't pay attention uh when they're out there more than anything probably because they're playing baseball (laughs) probably because they're playing baseball i mean the way that i played the way I played softball, you'd think I'd be an expert birder. I was bored as hell. So you grew up in New York City, and you, you said you had a rough upbringing. Um, what, what, is bird, what, what, what has birding done to like, help shape your life in that way? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's brought a lot of opportunity. Um, a lot of opportunity to travel, a lot of opportunity to meet people. I've met so many new friends and uh, went a lot of places that I probably wouldn't have gone if it wasn't for birding. Um, it, it's a it's a really accepting community, mm. you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, for the most part, <laughs> yeah, for the good good one. <laughs> the yeah, good yeah. Part. <laughs> I think I saw a tweet about that maybe yesterday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for the most part, it's a very accepting community. You have your bad apples, but I mean, that's a, that's in every uh, field of work. 
I I feel like your Twitter presence is really your Twitter is how I've gotten to know you. Yeah. Uh, your Twitter presence is super heavy, but we've seen you also on the 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 amazing YouTube show that your brother has been doing. Everybody knows Jason, but you've made a lot of appearances on Birds of North America. Um, yeah. Well, you're you're talking about meeting all these people and all these experiences. What, what's your take? Well, let's get some hot takes on Birds of North America from the from the from the brother. Um, it's a it's a, a much needed show. Yeah. Um, as I mentioned uh, before, and uh, as how as to how I started PBS thirteen, um, I would grow up watching Steve Irwin, the Crocodile Hunter, or Jeff Co- Jeff Corwin or uh the crap brothers and it's just i'm watching all of these people that i want to be like and they're all white people (laughs) um (laughs) so yeah to have a show about birds or animals whatever the case may be and to have a person of color as a host Mm -hmm. is uh yeah it's a whole like fresh new take um that i think a lot of a lot of people of color who would typically um, shy away from nature would be interested in watching just because of that. Because of someone on TV that looks like them, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't know because I'm just, uh, I'm another fucking white bird media person. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can say even... Sean, it, you're definitely part of the problem. I can say because I, I mean, yeah. I, I watched, I watched Zabumafu and then, um, I was really actually more into the Crap Brothers than I was into um, Steve Irwin. I know Steve Irwin's like, like the animal god. We'll pretend. Um, yeah, <laughs> but but there was there's not a lot of females either represented. Yeah. in the yeah. animal ambassador world, and I was always that was always kind of a downer. Yeah, and then for Jason to put people like Drew Lanham or uh, the Feminist Bird Club in an episode. It's uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot of uh, positive reputation that um, I think is needed, needed that needs to be seen uh, in birding. And um, so, so we kind of got connected with you through the Feminist Bird Club. Um, can you tell us about you know what you've been doing with them and uh, your take on the Feminist Bird Club? Yes, the, <laughs> what can I what can't I say about the Feminist Bird Club? Um, <laughs> Molly Adams is amazing. Oh, she's a um, force of nature. She's a superstar. Um, she created this club in 2016 as a like in, uh, like a inclusive like all inclusive bird club for uh, like just to create a safe space for people of color or uh, members of the LGBTQ community um, to connect with. Uh, nature and uh, feel comfortable doing so. For the most part, just uh, I'm just a guide for them. I'm just okay. a guide for her. For the most part, um, yeah. Who knows what the future has to hold <laughs> as far as my position uh, with the feminist bear club. But um, yeah, I love I love what she's doing with this club. I support every chance I get. So as a guide, like you're a guide in like in New York City for those walks. Yeah, yeah. I lead walks for I lead walks for her uh, mainly in Central Park, but um, yeah, I've I've led walks in Pelham Bay Park for for Miss Bear Club and uh, Governor's Island. So, um, oh, cool. 
Yeah, it's, it's uh, whenever she, whenever I'm needed to lead a walk, I'm always down. So, so there's chapters all, actually all over the world, right? Yes. And then, yeah. and then there's basically ambassadors that are the guides. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I, I've been watching, like, and trying to keep track of Molly and the Feminist Bird Club for a while, and I am absolutely amazed every time I see photos and and everything else at the at the crowds that are coming out. It seems like yeah. this sort of inclusiveness has been long, long needed in the in the birding world, especially. It's it's we've had folks reach out who have yes. like you know have talked specifically about it from the lgbtq community and yeah. every and everywhere in between or like we need more people talking about this so um yeah. what's your experience been like with that just like what kind of people are starting to show up like what is it like to be with people who are finally like getting like accepted into a community that is really fucking intimidating even for another white yeah. guy, I'm I have tattoos and a beard, and I get really shitty looks from people. You know, lots of judgment, <laughs> but, so which I'm not used to at this point. So, um, uh, and and pardon me if I'm using any uh, uh, incorrect pronouns in any kind of way. Um, but uh, yeah, it's 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 super comfortable. Um, when I started, I. Uh, I started, well, when I started, the Feminist Bird Club wasn't a thing. So um, I was, I found myself in different birding groups of old white men for the most part. And um, it kind of felt like I was, uh, like I wasn't there. Mm. Um, I've had plenty of times where I've been on a walk and um, the guide at the time would point out into a field a group of six palm warblers. And I would mention all the way from the back that there's a pine warbler in there. And the guy turned around and went, they're all palms and we see them. Oh, for real? Just like fucking shut you down? They're all palms and we noticed them. Yeah. And then turns back around and goes, oh, what do you know? There is a pine in there. What a dick. That's such bullshit. And after, after, oh, what do you know? There's a pine in there. He would turn to everybody. Hey, guys, so look at the birds. The second bird to the left is a pine. And, oh, everybody, everybody reacts or whatever. And I'm just there like, okay. Like you don't even have a voice, really. Yeah, like, uh, I, just, I guess I'll continue walking around with you guys. Like, <laughs> Oh, that's so uncomfortable. That's so yeah. awkward. How do you? <laughs> yeah. How do you keep leading a group like that when you're when you're just like straight up wrong? And I don't get like, how do you have the fucking balls to do that? That's insane. Uh, privilege, man. I don't know. After years and years of leading, I guess it, it didn't really bother too much. Oh, that's Scott had a had a a weird thing like that happen with him with a a guy. He didn't know that the guy was on a, a guide. He just he just heard him with a group. And and you mentioned some bird that was what was it that was right above you, and then he like got really aggro about it. Oh yeah, I yeah. We were we were in a local patch and we were just spotting a lot of different kinds of warblers, and I can't remember which which spe- specific variety it was. I but think it was a bay breasted. They might have been. And um, he was saying he pointed up into a tree. We we didn't know he was a guide or with a group. 
He was a ranger. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, he was, he was a fucking ranger. <laughs> and he pointed up and he's like, there, you know, in the canopy, you know, you know, 30 feet or this or that. And then I said, uh, you know, okay. Some people saw it. People started wandering away. And I just said to him, man, like, it's been such an amazing day. Like, we had one, you know, six feet off the ground, you know, practically within arm's reach of us. Um which I thought was just a cool thing. And literally all of us mm-hmm. saw it. All of us had this experience. And um, he somehow like took it as a challenge. I can't, like, I don't it even know where, thing. I don't know where in that interaction was the challenge, but he just started to sort of, yeah, he got really defensive. He's like, and, like posturing. Yeah. <laughs> you know started, what I mean? Like shitty posture. Oh, no. yeah, He's like, a, well, a, I, I saw, you know, I pointed out where it was and, you know, he was almost, it was like he had to like. Well, he immediately let me know that um, he's a ranger. And he does this for a living. <laughs> and I'm like, Ooh. and I'm like, that's cool. I don't. I'm just a random guy who saw, you know, a chestnut side or a bay breasted like six feet off the ground. Yeah. So and whatever. Th- and that was awkward enough. So I can't imagine like, you know, were you in that, that walk by yourself or? I was, uh, uh, I was. I was on that walk by myself as far as people I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's like you don't even have anyone to like... This is why we say to everybody, like, bird with friends. (laughs) I'm not saying saying don't go into the woods with a group of old white people you don't know, but I don't know. In retrospect... Oh. Yeah. (laughs) That's exactly what we're saying. Yeah, bird with friends. And that's why there's a feminist bird club. Yeah. And that's why there's a feminist bird club. So what can people do uh, to get a chapter started in their city? Because I I feel like maybe every fucking city in the country probably needs this at this point. (laughs) You know? That's a good question. Um, If I had any any questions on starting a chapter, I would contact Molly. Mm -hmm. I think we should get into the list. Uh. We should. Into the into the list, as in uh, Jason and I's list. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we, I we think we've to? been dance. We've been dancing around the inevitable, which is the fucking, uh, the, which is the challenge, which has been well publicized. But w- so where are we? I at? don't know. I, I don't know what you guys speak of. I don't know what you're <laughs> talking about. Um, <laughs> let's agree to disagree. Um, uh, this list. Um, so uh, Jason is. Um, leading by a small amount of, I want to say maybe like a hundred. Um, <laughs> and, Brutal. Uh, he, yeah, he traveled a lot of places this year. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah. Like pretty much all you Alaska. have to do is, yeah, you have to like leave the state once and all of a sudden your bird count is going to take a, yeah. a serious hike. Yeah. Like have, a state yeah, in any I've, direction I've, I've almost. never been, I've never been off of the East Coast. Yeah. And he is, he went to Alaska already. He's going mm. to um, Hawaii, I believe, or oh, something wow. like that. He went to California. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So this year is done. <laughs> <laughs> this year is done. Um, I, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy as far as I already passed the number of birds that I had all of last year. So, wow. yeah, that's a, that, that by, by, uh, by June, I already had more than I had all of last year. Wow, so. that's impressive. Damn. What's, yeah, this, so. what's the number? I want to hear. I don't care if it's... What, we want to hear it. It doesn't matter. If well, Sean wants out. to hear it. <laughs> I want We're not listers, um, but Sean's, Sean's a uh, lister. I'm a fucking lister. I'm not too sure what Jason's number is. Um, I am at three... Uh, no, three. Two... Sorry. That, that was why I was... 
I'm at 260, I believe. Um, I ended last year with 230 something. Jesus. Hmm. So, so 260. I'm at 260 at the moment. Jason, Jason's in 300. Hmm. So 260. That's basically just been New York, and then I know you had a trip to Maine. That was uh, last year. That was last year. Oh, oh man, that's yeah. the seasons on these shows kill me. I can't keep track of time anymore. <laughs> yeah, Maine, Maine, uh, Maine was in November, uh, oh. December, December of last year. So what is your what is your yeah. year this looked like this year? Heather's dying on the I know, other end. Sorry, it's those allergies. <laughs> Uh, what was your question? What's the year looked like this year for you? Where have you been traveling this year? Um, I haven't really gone anywhere except uh, Cape May, New Jersey. Hmm. I I participated in the in the World Series of Birding. Oh, cool! Yeah, so I was on a team with uh, Michael Lanzone and David Lapuma. Okay. And um, we were burning on bike for 24 hours. Wait, isn't David like the director or something like that? Don't yeah. Is that like yes, is. kind of cheating? You <laughs> 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 mean like no? Well, uh, you can say I choose. You can you can say I just know how to choose my team. That's a damn good team. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so 24 hours on bikes. Yes, we started at 12 a.m. And uh, got on our bikes and was biking through uh, waist-high grass <laughs> just to get uh, 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 just to just to hear some great horned owls and and uh, and eastern screech owls and possible flyover birds and um, it was the first couple hours was brutal. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I feel like all those hours could have been brutal. <laughs> um, it was it was brutal at first for the first couple hours, mainly because it was raining. I didn't oh. have anything waterproof. Oh. Um, we we uh, biked through this waist high grass that had there was no path. It was we were just biking through grass, mm-hmm. and um, and uh, every mosquito in New Jersey was in this area. I was gonna say, did your um, bird count exceed the tick count? I had no ticks. Whoa. I had one tick on my I had one tick on my pants uh, throughout the day, and then just brushed it off. But that was the only tick I've had on me for the whole entire day, which was pretty amazing. Yeah, I, I was covered. In, I was covered in in, in bug spray though. Um, but yeah, getting bitten up by mosquitoes. It was raining. It was cold. Um, I was already mad that I had to bike through grass. <laughs> That's like that sounds like my hell. Honestly, I do not do good well with cold or rain. Yeah, it was. It or was the not. Dark. It was or the dark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was. It was not. It was not fun for the first couple of hours. But as the sun came up and the rain went away and the warmth came, <laughs> it made the biking and birding a lot easier. So what was the team count for the at the at the end of the day? We had one hundred and thirty-nine. Holy shit! Oh wow. my god, that's a good day. That's a really good day. What was what were the we standouts? Lost. We lost. Oh. We How lost. did you lose with 139 fucking birds? Species. We lost to a team. We lost to a team from Guatemala. Oh. Who had 140. Oh damn! Really? Oh, wow. Yep. Oh damn! That's a really good fucking day. How did? That's really good. I mean, they're fuck. They got the jungle. <laughs> like, yeah. They've got shit that we'll never see. So. That's impressive. We lost by one species. We lost by one bird. But it's such um, a, 
wait, wait, wait. Is it was it just in Cape May or is this a worldwide? Um, is 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 uh, it's only, I believe it's only the the state of New Jersey, but um, our our patch was Cape May Island, so we were biking around Cape May Island. But is wow. it, isn't that interesting that a team from Guatemala would be really good at at like spotting the North American birds? I mean, I can know, but yeah. Um, That's amazing. We had uh, that day. We had um, uh, a pretty, a pretty rare species. We had brown booby. Oh. And and our group found it, and we got the Guatemala team on it. Uh, <laughs> you gave away the win. <laughs> uh, yeah, we we kind of got the Guatemala team on it. Um, you were too and then throughout nice. the day, throughout the day. All right. So the rule was. Uh, Three people have to see or hear the bird for its account. Okay. And throughout the day, uh, David and Michael heard a wild turkey mm. that I didn't hear. Oh no! So we couldn't count it. And oh, if I man. just if I just if I just heard that bird, oh, you tied for only birds. if I heard that bird. Yeah. <laughs> you gave him the booby. Didn't get the turkey. <laughs> yeah, so right. Close. I should have just I, I, something. Something in me was just like, just say you heard it. Just say you heard it. So did did a lot it. of your birds? Yeah. I'm assuming a lot of your birds overlapped. <laughs> um, but it would be funny if they directly overlapped, except for one, <laughs> and it was yeah, like yeah. a chipping sparrow. <laughs> <laughs> we just didn't didn't hear it. Did I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that one bird was like wild turkey because like yeah. a lot of people had wild turkey that day. Huh. So I wouldn't be surprised if that one species was wild turkey. Oh man, that's an, that's uh, so so. So you've had two hundred and sixty birds in basically one state. Then, like that's a pretty impressive fucking year. Yeah. So far, and it's barely fall. I mean, fall is like this. Fall is the slowest migration on Earth. So you have so much freaking time for sparrows. <laughs> so. <laughs> They're oh uh, man. I'm... <laughs> Yeah, they're making their way. Have you ever beaten Jason with the list? Uh, no, we just found it last year, oh, and okay. um, and I was beating him all the way until the main trip, and he got a whole bunch of lifers that I have gotten already mm. that oh. year. So I I kind of helped him push above. See. Um, yeah, just um, a nice brother. But this year, this year there was <laughs> this year there was, there was no chance. I feel like, yeah, I feel like for that to be a fair fight, you would both have to be in the same place <laughs> or go to the same yeah. places. Or like, go to the same, yeah. Yeah, as soon as, I, as, soon I as you're traveling out of country or something, you're you're winning. I feel like I we... tried to pitch, I, I try to pitch a, a state only mm. right. competition, yeah. but yeah. Jason, doesn't, Jason doesn't want that. What uh-huh. if, yeah, because he'd probably lose. Ooh. I feel like yeah, he definitely will. For Georgia and New York, he definitely will. Right. We should. Uh, yeah. We, we got to get like a Patreon support to get your ass to Colombia before the end of the year, right. so you can take him out <laughs> real fast. <laughs> Send Jeffrey a, Ward to Colombia. I have a friend in Brazil that wants me to visit him. Do it. And um, I just don't have the money to. <laughs> well, Patreon. Go fund Jeff. Yes, send yes. him. Yes. Send so him so we can, You got to win this one. I have to. Oh man, that's a good competition, though. Is it? Uh, I hope it's friendly at this point, right? It's brother. Yeah, one hundred percent. You're. Yeah, good. I'm. I'm happy. I'm happy everywhere he goes, and 
all, all of the birds he gets to see. I mean, he's been a fucking amazing ambassador for birding. He's, you know, yeah. and I don't think that it's, it's not just for people of color or anything. He's like, he's just really good at it. Like in general, <laughs> he's really good at it. He's just it's good wild, at talking. Yeah. yeah, he he's yeah, he... and, and on top yeah, on top of that, is on top of the, on top of the birding, he's really good at talking. Yeah, hmm. yes, he is <laughs> very good at yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you have any um, you have any good stories from the show? Like funny stories? You want to throw them under the bus a little bit? Take this opportunity. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, funny stories from the show. For the for the black for the um, for the main episode for the great black hawk that we want to go see. Yes. Um, I know, like, um, if you're watching a show and it's like these people are going to see something and they don't see it, and all of a sudden they see it last minute, but like you could kind of you could kind of assume that like they just made that story that storyline up. Mm-hmm. Like they kind of probably really saw the thing. But um, uh... we were in Maine for two days. And there were absolutely no reports of the Great Black Hawk, and it took all the we were we were we were legit um, planning on filming the episode without the Great Black Hawk, and we were in uh, we went to go eat before we drove to the airport, and after we were done eating, we were just about to hop in the cars and go to the airport, and Jason really got a text message saying that they found the Great Black Hawk, so like. We hopped in the cars and drove straight over there, saw it, and then went straight from the Great Black Hawk straight to the airport. Oh man! So all the drama was like that's how the episode. Yeah, that's how the episode played out, and like <laughs> I didn't, truly didn't want people to like watch the episode and just be like, yeah, yeah, like they probably saw this the first day and then like put the storyline behind it. But no, this is exactly how it went. Damn. That's now, wild. now they 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 um. Uh, they didn't have the cameras rolling when Jason was like, oh my God, guess what? And I was like, what? And he showed me the text message and I was like, yo, we gotta go. And then they're like, we gotta get that on film. <laughs> so we had to like sit, she had to sit back down and like re-record the reaction, which wasn't uh, genuine, but uh, yeah, that, that was, that whole, the whole situation was real. That's crazy. So do you guys have to rely yeah. on Rob in that situation to direct you through the reactions to like make sure <laughs> it looks real? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure I look real enough. Um, think- another, uh, we have a uh, uh, one a, a quick story about Maine. Yeah. Um, yeah. The first night we did the Christmas bird count with the birdist and Rosemary, and um, we went back to the hotel room, and I was in my hotel room. Jason was in his hotel room, and he texted me saying, "Hey, let's uh, go get. I want to go to the store to get like snacks or something." So we met up downstairs we uh walked all the way to this Dwayne reed got some snacks and then started walking back um jason was like hey let's let's explore let's just let's uh explore a little bit so we took a turn uh going back home and we wanted to look at like the city area and we was looking at the, the, the bars and there's like a museum around but while we're walking it's uh 12 uh 12 1 a.m or something like that and a snowy owl flies right over us. Whoa. In the middle of the city. And there's people coming out of bars, people going into bars. The streets are uh, pretty um, busy. And there's a snowy owl just flying directly, mm-hmm. directly down the middle of the street. That is crazy. Like a 
ghost of Portland. <laughs> wild. <laughs> That's fucking wild. That is really wild. Yeah. So you had the, you wild, had the great man. black hawk and a snowy owl in the in yeah. in one in two day span. That's fucking basically insane. one day because it was basically like the next day already. It was like twenty or twelve a.m. or something like that. Um, but yeah, that's wild. crazy. I didn't even. We have to walk out onto fucking frigid cold beaches I know. in goddamn February actually... to see a snowy owl, and you <laughs> you're just uh-huh. like walking with a bag of Doritos <laughs> down the street. Yeah, yeah, what basically, yeah. I know. I've actually never seen one because I. It's just like because it's fucking miserable. It's fucking miserable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just. I'm gonna yeah, really yeah. psych myself up to go out there. Yeah, you gotta have a certain dislike for yourself. It's to see a yeah, oh, that's think, no problem. Uh, yeah, you think I have that down? Um. <laughs> so you work with uh, you're working with the Feminist Bird Club, but I know you I know you've got your hands in most of New York City birding at this point, right? What are some other uh, some other orgs, some other projects that you're working on? Um, New York City Audubon stuff like that. Yeah, I work for New York City Audubon as a as a bird guy for them. Um. Yeah, um, I'm probably the youngest bird guy they have there. Uh, by like 30 yeah, years. Yeah, they're working. <laughs> <laughs> by, 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 by good money. It's yeah. just, not, not everyone is 80, you know? Um, <laughs> not everyone. <laughs> uh, not everyone. Um, uh, yeah, I've been working for New York City Audubon for about two years now. Uh, it would be three, because uh, I was working for them for a little while, and then I left because I was planning on moving to Georgia, mm. but that fell through. So I like uh, rejoined. So um, if you want to factor in that little break I took, it's been about three years, but uh, two years nonstop now. So how yeah. how did you get involved with the bird with guiding in general? I mean, so 2013 really that's not that long at the at the helm there. Like, how did you start guiding like that? That's a pretty impressive to be involved with two of the probably the most well known clubs and organizations in the country at this point yeah i um if it wasn't for people noticing how good i was i probably wouldn't have uh had the ball to even uh because i just emailed someone from new york city audubon and was like hey um i would like a job there <laughs> but um i i was i was told by a couple people to do it for about a year before i even gathered the balls to do it um, but it was just a lot of, a lot of burning and meeting people and people, uh, saying that, Hey, uh, you have what it takes to do this and mm. you should do this. That's cool. That's rad. I don't think yeah. you hear that very often. Most people are cocky enough to do it. That's, that, that seems to be what it comes down to. Yeah. You don't get too many people that have been like lifted up by the community and put into that position. Like yeah. that's pretty impressive. That's, that's really pretty amazing. Cool. Yeah. <clears throat> Jason, uh, Jason, ha- Jason, uh, I would say Jason's a better birder than I am. Um, but I was always like, I have to be as good as him, basically. So uh, there was, pl- I, <laughs> I love looking through like old text messages or like old emails between me, between him and I, and I'm sending him uh, uh, Ruby Crown Kinglets and calling them uh, blue-headed Virios. <laughs> mm-hmm. And having him correct me and having me argue with him about how that is a blue-headed vario. <laughs> so, like, it took a lot of uh, trial and error to get uh, to where I am now. 
least you were but, familiar um, with the abuse that he gives out. So <laughs> it's a good way to learn. <laughs> yeah. It took, yeah, it took a lot of making mistakes. Um, even now, when I make mistakes, I'm still like, ah, oh, you're not good enough. <laughs> so I think that that was the biggest problem. I'm just like, I'm, I'm always like, you're not like, you have to, you can always be better. You can be better. You can be better. So that was kind of holding me back from, uh, from leading. But you gotta, you gotta be comfortable with making mistakes. Well, at least you can pick a pine warbler out of a group of palm warblers. Yes, right? <laughs> I think 90% of the people I know couldn't do that. The birders that I know couldn't do that. So. I, You know, I think that, I mean, it is it is helpful. Like, um, he, Jason recently did his uh, tricky bird ID on Instagram. And mm-hmm. um, it was much easier for me to, like, interact with that than on Twitter. And I realized, like, Man, this is really fucking hard, actually. <laughs> like yeah, birds don't look how you want them to look. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It can they can really be tricky, and uh, yeah. yeah, and it and it made me realize like how I can definitely do better. I can do better. Yeah, Same but too. it's also it's also like uh, I've seen I've seen uh, quote unquote experts make brutal mistakes. Mm-hmm. So. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's as long as as long as you uh can come as long as you can be comfortable with making mistakes and comfortable with the fact that every bird walk isn't gonna be perfect mm-hmm. and there's gonna be walks where you have ten species only. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. And ten common species like European starling and house sparrow. Um mm-hmm. yeah, as long as you can be comfortable with making mistakes and uh and knowing that not every walk is gonna be perfect and I, that's what I have to come to terms with, basically. Yeah, I have enough anxiety over reporting like a, a an underreported species on eBird, like yeah. and the and the, like the 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 panic that comes with knowing that a an admin might <laughs> might send me a message on email and make me back up my claim. Like, uh-huh. oh, son of a bitch! Like, did I see? Do I know uh, how to explain that? It, yeah, I was a Cape May warbler. Like, do I know what field marks to point out for stuff like that? Like, I. I don't know how the hell you could do it guiding. I I just like, I would be so afraid to call it out. Even in my own head when I know I'm right, it's like, oh, do I tell people that I'm looking at a blue-headed vireo? Probably shouldn't tell them because mm-hmm. with my luck, it's just the weirdest warbling vireo ever or something fucking stupid like that. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know how you do that, man. I give you- Yeah, but you see, that's, that's the thing. If you, if, if, uh, if you call it a blue-headed vireo and it's just the weirdest warbling vireo you've ever seen and someone corrects you, then you're just like, oh, sorry. And that's it. Like the next, the next, the next fifteen birds you see, you will probably get it right. And yeah. you just made that one, that one simple mistake. I mean, yeah, people, people make mistakes. I'm not always right. The, I mean, the anxiety is real. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm getting anxiety is. just thinking about guiding. <laughs> just thinking about someone you guiding gives me anxiety. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous before every, every single walk. I bet. Um, yeah, but uh, after after a good two species that you find, and you see the group like, ooh, ooh, ooh I'm like, okay. I, swear, I gotta remember, I, I, I do this. <laughs> yeah, guiding is weird, right? Because it's 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 you can't really control it, and you're sort of entertaining them, like you, you like you sort of want them to see something special, but it's totally yeah. out of your hands. <clears throat> but with birders, it's a little. Um, <clears throat> 
I've learned that it's a little easier because people just uh, better is just like being outside. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I've heard plenty of times on uh, slow walks that I've had that people were just like, oh, my God, thank you. It was just nice to be outside. It was a nice day. Yeah. That's nice. That's nice. Mm. That's so wholesome. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> just got a little vitamin D. Yeah, you know, <laughs> got to stretch my legs a little bit, you know. Um, so um, leading all of these groups, uh, being involved with the group, uh, with the organizations that you are, um, you're probably in touch with um, a lot of the sort of perspective bird audience that that we're aimed at right and this is um this is essentially the the under 50s <laughs> we'll, mm-hmm. we'll just be generous um so uh, you know i don't I, I i'm sure that you've seen this uh in the news in the last couple of days this big study has come out that we've lost essentially one in four birds since 1970 like we are just yeah. losing um millions of birds all the time apparently um and uh as usual i'm trying to find ways to not sort of spiral into um a depression about it <laughs> and um uh, and so it but but it seems like with um as with climate change as you just attested to um with the events that happened today uh, it seems like young people um, are probably going to be the ones to to pull us through stuff like this. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, what are you seeing on that front um, with uh, youth involvement in uh, the Feminist Bird Club, um, New York City Audubon, and um, what can what can we do? Uh, what do you do? <laughs> what can we all do to sort of um, to pull these kids in? Uh, and sort of activate them in a way that they become uh, the leaders of conservation for tomorrow? Yeah. um, Just reaching out and talking, educating, uh, getting getting kids outdoors. Um, I was born and raised in in New York and probably never been to Central Park before I was a birder. So, like... um, it's just getting them outdoors, getting them in touch with nature. Um, like they don't even have to necessarily be birders, but just like, just to know what lives around them and what passes through where they live. Uh, um, even uh, uh, on a bigger scale than birds, just uh, nature in general, knowing what lives around them. I feel like uh, the more aware, uh, the more aware people are, the more likely they are to care. You know, hmm. it, it's so interesting um, having done uh, just a number of episodes now with uh, people from city centers. Um, and New Haven and the surrounding area is not a big city by any stretch, but we <laughs> had George Armistead on from Philly and um, obviously um, you and your brother. And, you know, it's interesting, this idea of like, getting people out into nature because they have to actually leave where they live all the time to, to experience it. Um, yeah. Makes me think about like the opposite problem of places like where I grew up in rural Pennsylvania, where 
you're trying to get away from it because it's boring mm -hmm. and you live in it and there's farm fields everywhere and you're bored and you take it for granted. Um, yeah. which is, which is, I think equally, um, problematic for people, you know, because when you're surrounded by it, you're tempted to believe that you can never lose it. Right. Oh, well, we've yeah. got, we've got so much of it, you know, it's like with water, it's like, oh, we've got water all the time. Look, it's raining right now. You know, yeah. um, George Armistead actually had like a pretty positive take on it um, in one of his Instagram posts. And it was just essentially like, yeah, okay. You know, we've lost like a billion birds. <laughs> this is like super, super shitty, but here are the things that you can do. And they're just like a list of really practical stuff. Um, so it's, it's cool to hear that your take on it is like get kids outside um, because it seems super achievable. Yeah. I mean, uh, me and Jason coming out of the Bronx and, and doing what we're doing now is extremely rare. Um, especially not being exposed to nature in, like at all, kind of. Uh, we were hanging out or like playing a sport at the park across the street and then going straight home. And it was just like there were there was hardly any trees in our life, you know? Like we were playing basketball on the basketball court and we would go home or like something like that. Um, but if more children were exposed to uh, nature and uh, the wildlife around them, I feel like there would be a lot more people interested growing at the, later on in life in nature and the things around them. I mean, I, I don't know if anybody could say it much better, just getting them out, showing them what's there. Yeah. Just putting it in front of them is, is, an, yeah. is such an incredible tool. It's true. And I feel like, you know, there aren't enough people that are in our, I'm going to say our age range. I'm going to make myself sound a little younger than I probably oh, yeah, no, really I'm am. You. I'm with you, Sean, but um, fellow, fellow young person, fellow young person. But I feel like there aren't enough people in our age ranges that are doing that, that are actually fostering real relationships with, with like that, that the important age groups, these like high school kids and middle school kids that are, that have real power, you know, real power coming forward and I, I it's yeah it's it's great to spread that message i think that i think that you're doing really fucking good work like really really important work in a really integral time really important time in the world a really and in a really important fucking place like one of the largest metropolises in the world like this is yeah. really crucial so i'd like to just say thank you and yeah. that's pretty fucking impressive thank you guys um <clears throat> so We'll pro we're gonna we're we're gonna stop uh, wasting your time a little bit here. We'd like to wrap up, but the first thing before that, the last question I always ask, and I know you're probably prepared for this. I like to hear this answer from everybody. Jason put Jason made a good one. You know, we've heard some really good answers, but I want to know if you believe in the motherfucking ivory build wood. Right there. Oh man, this this question has uh, me in tears. Um, uh, no, it's all a myth. There's no such thing. Um, I I um, I, be I do believe that once in uh, uh, once upon a time there was a gorgeous woodpecker that graced the earth by that name. But um, uh, anyone who wants to go look for it will be chasing ghosts. All right. <laughs> Nail. Because there is not. Yeah, that's right. That's it's just it's, it's close to it's, it's, it's similar to chasing Kermel. Just yeah. saying. 
Okay. That's that's the hot, most. Oh, de- that was a hot take to end it with. That was a real hot take. That yeah. was the most <laughs> fucking definitive answer yeah. anyone. Everybody else is like dancing around it because they don't want to be wrong. You're just a fucking no. Just yeah. stop. <laughs> just put it. Just Hard end no. it. <laughs> Do I we can, have a count now? I think we have like we yeah, have one. We, we have like what we had one hopeful. Yeah. Like one person wanted to believe. You yeah. Know, it was like the Mulder of the group. Yeah. There was like the the small. Oh, you're just Scully's straight moment. up. You're just straight up Scully on this one. You're just. Nope. <laughs> That's good. That's good. All right. All right. All right. So I can't get you on a canoe trip to Louisiana is what you're saying. He might. He on might. a canoe trip to Louisiana yeah. to, to, to search for some ivory yeah, I mean, yeah. uh, I, 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 how, how amazing would it be to be the person that uh, finds the first uh, actually, uh, alive ivory bill woodpecker, you know? That's, that's all I'm saying. I'm um, organizing a team through this <laughs> podcast, so you know? <laughs> I'm just seeing who's interested. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> I also would like to go to Louisiana for other bird reasons. Yeah, so, yeah he just wants you know? to, you know, if, up his list. If the ivory bird just shows, you know, if the ivory bird just shows face, then that's a plus. There we go. All right. There you so, go. I'm no just... one's going to say no to your canoe trip. That They're not going to fucking see the woodpecker. Actually, I think George Armistead was a hard <laughs> no on the George canoe trip. George straight up said no. He was just so. like, I'm not getting on a boat with you. All right. All right. So <laughs> That's cool. Skeptics and flamers are invited. It's fine. Haters, you can come along too. Yeah, just shut up. Join. Just, <laughs> just be nice just about it. <laughs> I have a dream to unveil the ivory build woodpecker to the birding world, and this th- this is my fucking goal. I want to be the guy. I want to. I want to drop <laughs> I, that story hard on the birding world. I just yeah. want people to come along. I heard. Jo- I heard George. Um, I heard George uh, Armistead's name a lot. So uh, this this conversation. Yeah. And. Uh, I just got a book in the mail from a friend for my birthday uh, called Better Birding from George Armistead and oh, yeah. Brian Sullivan. Hey, yo. Just, just today. I got home from the march, and it was in the mail. That's awesome. It's a so, full circle. Thank you, George. George Brian. Armistead we love you, George. Look at that. Thank yeah. you so much, Jeffrey. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. been an absolute pleasure having us uh talking thank with you us. for having yeah. me, Josh. Yeah, really appreciate it. Jeffrey fucking Ward, Foul Mouth Podcast. Yes. Thank you so much, man. Now tweet us to the bird Twitter. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever that fucking means. (laughs) Tweet us to the bird Twitter. I got you. There it is. (laughs) All right, man. Have a good one. Take care. Thank you, guys. (laughs) Bye. So, uh, provided your hosts no longer need further doses uh, or courses, rather, of antibiotics or trips to the emergency room, we would like to deliver more episodes to you in the coming weeks, and uh, hopefully that will manifest in a banter episode that we drop uh, a couple weeks from now. And then uh, a couple weeks after that, uh, hopefully more interviews with people uh, like Jeffrey who actually know what they're talking about. Thanks so much for listening.